0: Hi, I'm Britton LaRue, and this is Moon to Moon. Moon to Moon is a space to consider, celebrate, and share the ways we come home to ourselves, anchor through change, and uncover our power. One month, one phase, one loving step at a time. special treat for Moon to Moon. This is the first of two episodes where we are going to be deeply contemplating, sharing stories, feeling grateful for the four elements that we associate with astrology and with the suits of the tarot. And those are fire, fire, earth, air, and water. This episode is going to be a conversation between me and five incredible human beings that I have had the pleasure to get to know in the last year. And we are going to be talking about water and earth. And then sometime in the next week, I will publish a follow-up episode where I will be sharing a conversation that I have with six wonderful, luminous human beings, and we will be talking about air and fire. And the human beings that I'm constellating around me for these episodes are from last year's cohort for The Magician's Table a workshop circle for emerging readers. And as you likely know, if you are in my community at all, I am in the midst of magnetizing the next cohort. Applications open for the Magician's Table on March 11th. You have to be on the waiting list to receive the link to apply. We already have more people on the waiting list than there are spots, so get the to the waiting list, which you can access from my website at the Magician's Table course page. You're under no obligation to commit if you join the waiting list. It just gives you the opportunity to try. So let me just talk a little bit about this before we get into the episode. For those of you who are like definitely interested or thinking about it, or maybe you didn't know you were thinking about it, but this episode is going to shift you into thinking about it. Okay, so the magician's table is for emerging readers. This is a very broad term. Emerging in the sense of you are coming into um, a kind of unfurling and unfolding with the self-identification of reader. And by reader, I mean someone who is interested in practicing the intuitive arts with other people. For some people that looks like astrology, for some people that might be tarot reading, for some people that might be energy healing, hypnotherapy, Akashic records reading. There's all kinds of blends of those things that people could bring together. Everyone will have a very unique interpretation of what it means for them to be a reader. And everyone will be in a different phase of what we can call emergence. The application is not about skill set, the appropriateness of a candidate to the magician's table is not about skill set you just need to have enough that you are ready to begin one-on-one readings with somebody else and that can look quite messy and uh fumbly especially in the beginning and that's fine that's what it's for where else are you going to do it you know Some people are going to come into the magician's table and they've already been giving readings to people. They may already be professionals. It is an active side gig already. Some people may have never given a reading to somebody else. They just hold space for their own readings and they are ready to give readings for other people. I do not care where you are in that process. It does not matter at all. The purpose of the application is to confirm that we are aligned in the intention of the magician's table, and you're going to be hearing a lot about the magician's table from not me, but from the people who did it, and they will all be emphasizing the real key component of that, which is the commitment to showing up, the commitment to being there. The commitment to just, no matter what kind of week you're having, you follow through with your devotion for three months to your practice and to this group. And so that's what needs to be aligned in the application is that I need to feel that you are ready to show up. It's in the showing up that we like, create the energetic webbing between all of us to hold each other. And we need 100% commitment. Skill set, no problem. Everyone can be in a totally different place. I welcome you if you're totally afraid. I welcome you if you feel like part of you thinks you're an imposter and the other part of you really wants it. We will make space for that. Everyone's going to be carrying some of that. You know, that's part of the joy and the healing is everyone just like, Ugh, exhale. We're all feeling the same way, you know? And the bonding that comes from everybody witnessing one another's vulnerability in that, like, am I ready? Can I do this? Do I belong here? And feeling it through everyone and knowing you're not alone. So what matters is your ability to make the investment of your time, your energy, your money, and your devotion to this container. That's what matters. And our friends in the process of the magician's table, our very, 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 very dear friends are... The deeply magnanim- magnificent, magnanimous, what am I saying? The deeply, the limitlessly, the wondrously giving elements. The elements are the backbone of the curriculum, working with the elements. We're talking about the elements constantly because this is what's on the magician's table, right? On the magician card, you see a sword, a wand, a cup, and a pentacle. These stand for each of those four elements. I talked about this in episode 50. I encourage you to go back there if you haven't listened to that one. And so in the process of three months of immersion in the discussion of the elements and how that connects to astrology and is woven through the tarot and and being like actively in practice it's like not intellectual it's like we're practicing we're doing it we're showing up we're embodying this information we're cultivating intimacy and relationships to these elements we're we're connecting to them through the cells of our bodies, throughout every aspect of our lives. Everyone comes to their own unique connections. It's not about what I say it is. You know, I'm just not really interested in that. I, I, I can teach like what how I work with elements, but I'm not interested in people following what I do. I'm interested in the just awesome beauty of witnessing everyone coming into their own unique intimacies. And I'm interested in learning from everyone. And it becomes a very co-creative, co-teaching, super inspiring space because everyone is coming to their own gnosis, their wisdom. So um, I invited everyone to come back and just asked folks to pick. Do you want to do water, earth, or do you want to do air, fire? So we had slightly more popularity for air, fire, which we can all collect as data. <laughs> That's very interesting. What does that say? Yeah. Um, These choices that people made, as you'll hear about, did not necessarily align with their charts. Um, Some people chose the element to talk about that does align with how they self-identify with their birth chart, but not necessarily at all. Some people wanted to talk about the element that felt furthest away from them that they got the most close to over the course of the magician's table. And of course, it's been a long time since we were in the magician's table last year. So everyone you're going to hear from has been continuing to deepen and get more intimate with their own personal practices and their own personal ways of connecting to the elements, both in their, their inside lives, their inner lives, their inward-facing universe. As well as of course their outward lives, their outward facing dynamics, their interpersonal relationships, their transpersonal relationships. Because we relate to the elements in an in an inner personal way, and we relate to them in an outward beyond ourselves way. And it's it's in cultivating skill set around this that to me we get to really know our own personal magician's table relationship to our magic. So I would like to share with you now the brief bios of the folks that you're going to be hearing from, although they will also be introducing themselves when um, you hear them speak. And um, I will have their bios and all of their links in the show notes. And I encourage you to connect with everyone, follow them on Instagram, seek them out for readings if they're offering them publicly, um, and get to know these truly magical beings that have expanded my life so much. So first we have Lauren Margulies who is a holistic wellness teacher offering modalities such as yoga, meditation, sound healing, breath work, energy healing, and is also a budding astrologer. Her purpose as a facilitator is to compassionately guide people into a deeper connection within themselves. Then we have Jacqueline Skeens, she, her, Virgo rising, Pisces sun, Scorpio moon, residing in San Antonio, Texas. In the real world, you'll find her sitting in the sun, talking about astrology or hiking with her pup. Online, she can be found at the Peach Bungalow. Mary Shook is a Taurus rising and moon and Aquarius sun. She describes herself as someone who's committed to showing up for the experience of belonging in a human body. Informed by her upbringing as a homeschooled pastor's kid and the eighth of 11 siblings, Mary is reclaiming her right to exploration and education. She values meditative multidisciplinary living through her practices of writing, music, art, movement, bread making, astrology, and being outdoors. Through these avenues, Mary is joyfully emerging as an intuitive and comedic mystic. Mary has spent most of the last decade deep in thought in gardens, on a lobster boat, and more recently, an oyster farm. She is originally from the Chicago area and currently lives on an island in Maine. Mallory Dowd is a tarot reader, artist, teacher, theater maker, storyteller, and mystic. She has been holding space for over 15 years in varying roles as a clinical case manager, domestic violence advocate, support group facilitator, teacher, and tarot reader. As an artist, Mallory aims to enchant and awaken, casting spells with her words, and urgently embodying the gifts of creativity, imagination, and play. As a reader, she holds warm and compassionate space in which to embrace the energies and invitations that linger on the edges of awareness, desire, and change. She currently resides in Seoul, South Korea. And Moon to Moon listeners may remember Mallory from my Living the Fuck Out of Your Chart Capricorn episode. And finally, Mariola Rosario, she, her, is a witch, astrologer, teacher, artist, and independent researcher from Ken, the land known as Puerto Rico. She is currently living and experiencing our global collapse from the shores of Paris, France, Mariola loves collaborating with artists, intuitives, freaks, ghosts, old, new, and curious souls, students, teachers, organizers, activists, ancestors, flowers, plants, animals, candles, tarot, planets, and beyond. She has always found herself somewhere between the teacher-student axis and would like to continue to find alternative and more compassionate routes toward inclusive pedagogy and revolutionary anti-extractive modes of learning and co-creating spaces of magical and material mutual aid. And you may remember Mariola because she um, came on Moon to Moon for living the fuck out of your chart, um, Scorpio edition. And Mariola was um, one of the co-teachers in my Pluto class, Notes from the Underground. And Mariola is one of the 13th readers for this year's The Magician's Table. I talk about the 13th reader at my website on the course page, but the 13th reader is someone um, sort of in the, space, the liminal space between being one of the 12 in the cohort and being um, also a kind of a co-facilitator, co-leader, guide for the group. Um, The 13th Reader supports me in the space holding. The 13th Reader is also participating in weekly readings with everyone else. The 13th Reader is in the process of emergence, um, and that um, field of emergence is moving from a place of having already landed as someone who is giving readings um, for exchange and is moving into a broader, more public platform. So grateful to all of these wonderful beings for being with us for this episode on water and earth from um, Moon to Moon. And I am so excited to share that with you all now. I have a special gift, and this is for all of the 2021 Magician's Table cohort who are listening, because I know you are, because I know you want to hear from and celebrate all of your friends who participated in this conversation. You may remember, At our very last meeting, I read for you the lyrics of the song The Rainbow Connection from the Muppet movie because I shared with you how being in this work and being emergent with one's magic feels to me like the way this song felt to me When I was a little girl, and I always believed in this song. I always saw this as kind of like the song of my heart since as far back as I probably first heard of the Muppets and knew this song. And being with you and experiencing your magic last year was truly for me like the embodiment of what this song feels like. I feel it in my sessions with my clients too. I feel it in sessions with my Charting Your Course class. I feel it when I record Moon to Moon podcasts. I feel it when I am deep in my writing on these topics. And to feel it come flowing back my direction from all of you was truly one of the most remarkable experiences of giving and receiving I've ever, ever known. And I'm so excited to experience it again with this coming year's cohort. And so the gift that I want to give you is my actual voice singing the song. Not because I think I'm a particularly good singer, but because I was so um, full of emotion on our last class that I didn't have, I didn't trust that I could sing it without just sobbing, weeping, ugly crying the entire time. <laughs> <laughs> and so I want to give it to you now, and
1: I may cry, and that's okay. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna trust that
0: that I'm going to deliver. <sighs> so here we go. The Rainbow Connection, written by Paul Williams and Kenneth Asher for the Muppet Movie, 1979, and these lyrics are in. Um, our Leo workbook.
1: Why are there so many songs about rainbows and what's on the other side? Rainbows are visions But only illusions And rainbows have nothing to hide So we've been told And some choose to believe it I know they're wrong Wait and see Someday we'll find it The rainbow connection, the lovers, the dreamers, and me. Who said that every wish would be heard and answered when wished on the morning star? Somebody thought of that. And someone believed it. And look what it's done so far. What's so amazing that keeps us stargazing? And what do we think we might see? Someday we'll find it. The Rainbow Connection The lovers The dreamers And me All of us under its spell We know that it's probably magic Have you been half asleep? And have you heard voices? I've heard them calling my name. Is this the sweet sound that calls the young sailors? The voice might be one and the same. I've heard it too many times to ignore it. It's something that I'm supposed to be. Someday we'll find it. The rainbow connection. The lovers, the dreamers, and me. la 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 Welcome to Moon
0: to Moon, everybody. (laughs) So excited to see you. (laughs) Okay, before we dive in, I'm going to ask everyone to introduce themselves so that they know who they're hearing from. I'm going to ask each of you to share your name, your pronouns, your sun, moon, and rising, where you're calling in from. Uh, what kind of reader you were emerging into when you came to the magicians' table last year? Where are your practices now? Like what are you, what are you doing with um, whatever you came into with the magicians' table? And it can be very, very different, of course. And also, let us know, are you here to talk specifically, dive into water or to talk more about earth? because um, we're going to be talking about both of those elements today. So one of the um, call-ins today is actually not present with us in this Zoom room. Our dear friend Mallory Dowd um, shared with us some audio. So we're going to give her introduction first. Okay, let's hear from Mallory.
2: Hi, my name is Mallory Dowd, she, her. I'm a Capricorn sun, Virgo moon, Virgo rising, and I'm calling in from Seoul, South Korea. When I joined the Magician's Table, I was emerging as a professional intuitive tarot reader, artist, and witch. And I'm currently practicing in all of these ways, professionally and or personally. If you resonate with my voice or want to learn more about me, if you want to connect with me, you can find me at Mallory Dowd on Instagram. And you can book an intuitive tarot reading with me on my website, MalloryDowd.com. You can also sign up for my email newsletter there. I joined Water Earth specifically to dive into earth. I think it's obvious why I'm a triple earth. And (laughs) I'm a very Earth-dominant person, and I think most people who meet me can probably sense the Earth in me. I think Earth is really sexy. It's (laughs) ritual and rhythm. It's all the amazing things we make. It's our food, our gardens, it's books. Earth is our home, and our home needs us, needs our unique and powerful expressions of Earth our skills, our commitment, our crafts, our resourcefulness, our devotion, our stillness and rest. So I'm always really excited to talk about earth and I'm really grateful to be included in this conversation. So thank you, Britton.
0: Thank you, Mallory. We're glad you're here through your voice.
3: Hi hey everyone. My name is Mariola Rosario. I am calling in from Paris, friends. Uh, She/her. I am uh, an astrologer, a practicing consulting astrologer. And when I joined the Magicians Table, I was an emerging astrologer and witch, and also artist. Um, I tended to my witch wound at the same time as I tended to my artist wound throughout the magician's table. I kind of figured that they were the same, I learned. Um, I am here to talk about water. I have a lot of Scorpio in my chart. I love the element of water. I was raised near water. I grew up in Puerto Rico and um, I do not have any planets or points in my chart in Cancer or Pisces. I just have a lot of Scorpio. So I also wanted to talk about like this idea of water meets earth, which I think the Scorpio archetypes um, embody in a way. Thank you.
4: Hi, my name is Jacqueline Skeens. Uh, My pronouns are she, her. I'm a Pisces, Sun, Scorpio, Moon, and a Virgo rising, calling in from San Antonio, Texas. Um, When I joined Magician's Table, uh, I was emerging into being an astrologer. I would say up until pretty recently that if you were looking to find me, um, I would hope that you couldn't. <laughs> um, for the last six months, I was definitely in a bit of like a hermit space that with the recent Mercury retrograde, um, it's just gifted me a lot to think about. So I kind of feel myself coming out of the cave, um, so to speak. So um Yeah, so I'm excited about that and what's emerging for me there. Um, So if you do want to find me, I'm on Instagram at The Peach Bungalow. And I joined today specifically to talk about water um, because, well, for one, I just love uh, the water element. I have a lot of water in my chart. It comes very naturally to me. Um, But also for me. I really believe that the magician's table was about developing my emotional bravery and my capacity for vulnerability um, in groups, which is where my Chiron placement is. So um, yeah, so that's why I'm excited to talk about water today. Thank you.
5: My name is Lauren Margulies, she, her, and I am calling in from Dallas, Texas today. I am a Pisces sun. I am a Leo rising and a Gemini moon. And I joined the conversation today to really, uh, it's actually something Mariola said, talk about the nature of how water and earth are interconnected and related. So I've always identified as a very watery person. But I feel like this process of the magician's table helped me to recognize that. Only through earth can we, and it's it's one of my life lessons, but only through earth can we activate and fully utilize the gifts of water. Um, so I was emerging as an astrologer and I am a practicing astrologer. I do lots of other things in the holistic wellness field, but I utilize now the conversation of the language, I should say, of astrology to help people better connect with their own sense of self. And um, you can find me at Lauren Margulies on Instagram and my website is laurenmargulies.com. I'm excited to be here.
6: My name's Mary Shook and I'm calling in from an island in Maine. I'll keep it vague. There's like 300 of them. (laughs) Um, (laughs) uh, My pronouns are she, her and My son is in Aquarius and I have a Taurus moon and Taurus rising. So I came here to talk about Earth also because I have a Capricorn stellium because I feel like that's not, you know, seen too much when you just hear the big three. There's a lot of Earth in my chart, but um, like Mariola and Lauren, I have a big interest in where Earth meets water because I... I'm surrounded by water, even though I'm very connected to earth. Um, Oh, I came to magician's table, I guess, as an intuitive. I feel like I went in there with probably the least idea of why, but it still ended up okay. Um, So if you're one of those people not sure if it's for you, it can still be for you, maybe. Um, And so, yeah, it was more of an intuitive thing um, that I was developing during our readings but um I came out of it with a lot more interest in astrology because of all of my astrological insights from all of our readings with other people so um yeah I think I said all of the things
0: Mm -hmm. thank you thanks everybody Mariola did you want to add your big three
3: yes sorry I forgot um
0: so I'm a Scorpio
3: sun a Capricorn moon and a Scorpio rising and a bunch of other planets in scorpio as well. And I also have a website mariolarosario.com. I forgot to do that plug-in just plug in also. Very excited
6: with the waters. <laughs> I also forgot to say if you want to find me just find me on Instagram, you know. That's <laughs> where I am. It's my name. That's probably just going to be typed somewhere, I assume Britain.
0: It is <laughs> links in the show notes. Is <laughs> I see what people say. <laughs> <laughs> thank you, thank you, thank you. Okay, so how would you describe? How do you describe um, the magician's table to other people? Like when you were in it, and people are like, "What do you do? Why do you have this thing on Sundays? So like <laughs> what <thing> you're doing?" <laughs> and then since if you reference it, like in your life, and people want to know what it is, like, did you go to the magic school, you know, Um, how, like, what's your kind of spiel that you give, you know, under, like, the short one, the elevator one, to describe what it is? Anyone want to go first?
3: I can go first. So I, my short answer is that the magician's table is a sacred container where you can be Witnessed in your gooey emergence. And I say gooey because it's like uncomfortable and funny and like sad and magical, all these things at the same time. Uh, It's a community.
5: Mm -hmm. Thank you. I love that. And I put safe as like one of my big words because I felt like it was just this safe space to... Tap into these different parts of yourself and allow things to unravel really organically. Like in the lessons was a huge way to to deepen into what we're learning. But in the time that we spent with our other magicians was really where we got to practice the gifts that we were learning. And so I always explained it to people as a safe space to build your own skill set and help you tap into your own intuitive gifts, which we all have.
6: I think the thing that I would add to that is also about um, how it's really coming to understand that this is that these are things that we have inside us and it's not something that we're learning from Britain like we're learning tools mm-hmm. from you but we're really learning the tools we already have and how to just show up and I think being seen and being held by other people is not always safe and not always comfortable. And so what I took away from that was like, there's a way to be safe with other people that feels like genuine and just pure love. Like it was just a love fest all the time.
4: True. (laughs) And I guess I'll also add that I definitely agree with what all of you have said in that it really is, um, it's about the work that you are going to put into it. You know, we didn't sign up for this and Britain isn't the one that made this big transformation happen for us. Like she provided the content, but it really is truly about how much you're willing to put into it is what you're going to get out of it. Um, and then, of course, you know, I'm here to talk about water, but my Virgo Rising just has to add that when I would tell people about it, I'm like, well, it's like, um, you know, it's basically like being in magic school and we get lessons every week and we have homework. Um, and I think a big part of it, too, is like um, just breaking down expectations that you have to finish every single quote unquote assignment. Um Just kind of unlearning that and letting yourself kind of trust your intuition when you're moving through the assignments and meeting with your partners and going through the work together.
0: Thank you. Recently, Mary told me, called me Professor Trelawney and uh, <laughs> it made me happy. <laughs> I, I thought we thought it was more of a McGonagall, but.
6: <laughs> it's her, it's her alter ego, you know, she really wishes she could be that way. So she just turns into a cat, but your, your McGonagall turns into
0: Trelawney. <laughs> ah, I love it. Uh, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Um all right let's let's talk about the elements then shall we um cuz the elements are like our other are like friends in the room right and during the magician's table i feel like um it's like through it's through how we're leaning into them that we create these deeper connections and um feel into ourselves um and from for all of us for everyone who's in the group including me Mallory contributed, um, some to this discussion on earth. So since we're going to start with earth, I'm going to let Mallory lead. Um, let me pull up Mallory's words. Here we go.
2: Here's a list of ways I am cultivating intimacy with earth, allowing my body to rest, allowing for slowness, learning my personal rhythms through journaling and tracking my energy and my moods with the moon and the seasons, meditation and grounding, daily practices such as poetry, things that teach me focus and commitment, devotion, structure, and patience showing up again and again to something even when it feels challenging. Cooking and eating, making plant medicine, spending time outside in the sunshine with plants, with my bare feet on the ground, listening for the pulse of life, making things with my hands and painting, writing with pen and paper, stretching and dancing, just moving my body, connecting with my flow of emotion and energy through different movements of this body on this earth, being of service to others, washing my floors, reading tarot and holding space for another person, selecting a tarot card from a deck and connecting with the image, an image that was designed by someone and then printed on the card, which was then exchanged for my money. (laughs) Every tool we hold in our hands is a gift of earth. So cultivating our connection with our tools is cultivating intimacy with earth, with our, with our material tools, right? The things we, hold in our hands. Being able to sit with someone and be present with them, listen, grounding my energies, holding the energy in a shared space, deep listening, being still, focusing, and embodying my values through choice and action. You know, learning... Learning and showing up for my responsibilities and relationships, you know, committing to my role in dismantling systems of oppression, regulating my nervous system, showing up to my local community, redistributing resources. These acts are all rooted in justice and they are expressions of our values, which are expressions of earth. And getting clear on what's really important, what I really value, and then showing up for that with my work, with my body, with my resources. These are just some of the many ways that I am cultivating intimacy and deep
0: love with earth. Mm. Thank you, Mallory. Oh, I feel more grounded just listening to that yes. voice.
5: As that usual, typical so Mallory. <laughs> Amazing.
0: Uh, my body just like wants to go rest. Now. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, so let's let's talk earth. Like what's what is earth to you? How do you see it in other people and in the world? Like, what are keywords you use with Earth? Um, how would you describe Earth to someone that you're talking about the elements to? Like, how can they can recognize it? Um, and then, how are you practicing and in cultivating intimacy with Earth in your life? Anywhere we can just let the dialogue go where it wants to go.
5: I mean, Mallory called upon so many distinct keywords. It's it's hard to even try to follow up because she said so many things that I had written down in such a beautiful, powerful way. I just want to give her that credit. But like abundance is something that I associate with earth, not in the abundance in the way that you know modern society sometimes wants to place it, but you know, nurturing plants and plant medicine is such a big one for me. Like greenery everywhere, like that's how I help to cultivate my relationship with earth is through nature. And I think that's a big piece of the puzzle. Um, Anything that's tangible and anything that we can help us feel grounded in our bodies. Uh, I'm a yoga teacher too. So movement is a big piece of that puzzle for me. How do I get into my body so that I can then utilize all of these other elements that we have within us? Um, I just, I love hearing all of these different words. Makes me feel grounded.
6: Yeah, I think to further go off of what Mallory was saying, something that stood out to me when I think about Earth is how she said something like embodying my values through choice and action. And I thought a lot about how in The Magician's Table, we talked a lot about just like boundaries, but in terms, like I think what I got out of that discussion being like, where do I actually want to spend my energy? Because just because you can put yourself in all these places or spread yourself thin doesn't mean you need to. And so it's like earth is what helps you decide, uh, to quote Britain, uh, what fuck I'm giving, I believe was the (laughs) phrase. (laughs) Um, Because it really, it's like in talking to everybody through the weeks that we were meeting, there was just such a constant reminder of like, okay, not only am I plenty grounded as a person, but like, there's a way to use this that can help me realize I already am these things. And it's not something I have to keep wishing I was more of. I really just have to call on it and believe that it's working for me Mm -hmm. because there's so much trust in showing up for, like uh, listening to your body and knowing that it doesn't mean pushing through and forcing yourself Mm -hmm. to show up in a habit just because you feel like you have to it's like maybe you do need to rest and maybe you don't need to I don't know do whatever feels like you should do but just sort of like trusting that you can listen to your body
1: Mm -hmm. thank you
3: Also say um I love all this um also yeah to continue with this talk about values it's like what we value um in terms of um like currency like money but also outside of money and like possessions the material world what possesses us in a way like (laughs) and um like literally like the clothes on our back and what we do to put the clothes in our backs, you know, like the work that we do. Um, and also our little, like the clothes, the actual clothes, the material that like clothes us.
4: Mm. Yeah. I'll just add one thing. Um, for me, earth is, like a big part of earth is about ritual and Mm -hmm. that when you're present and you're paying attention, anything can be a ritual, Mm -hmm. even like your nighttime routine, when you're brushing your teeth, when you're getting ready for bed, um, you know, it, it adds a lot of beauty and magic to your life whenever you can incorporate, um, These things that, you know, we talk about in class, you can incorporate your tarot and like connecting to the planets and the stars and um, your crystals and your plants and all these sort of things like that adds an extra layer of it. But that um, that the essence of Earth and like having that routine and that ritual is available to you even if, you know, you can't go buy a tarot deck or, you know, you don't have any tools in front of you. Like they do exist inside of you. And that's like a big part of what magician's table is. Mm. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. I'm,
0: I'm lately obsessed with the word investment and thinking about it, both like, like the idea of clothing and like investments as, um, like a vest, like a thing you put on, um, as, as part of who you are, but also investment, like what you invest your time in, like what you invest your attention in, what you invest your money in, and this idea of that, then the flowback of it, of like, as currency of some kind of currency of like what I'm giving my attention will come back to me. Um, and how we can, through our values, make choices and act in the world in terms of these investments that we have. Um, anyway, thank you. Thank you for all those reflections. What um, Were there any lessons that really stood out to you in the earth components of the, of the class, of, of the experience?
5: Uh, I'll jump in and say that it wasn't technically an earth lesson, but you had asked us at the beginning of the practice to pull a daily tarot card mm-hmm. and really connect with the images and connect with the feeling and tap into that. And as we've said, like ritual is such an earth bound quality. And through that practice of daily pulling of cards and not only the the pulling of the cards, but the journaling, the writing, you know, taking a physical instrument and putting that onto paper, that practice was by far the most grounding part of the experience for me. It also taught me so much and it brings me back to that relationship of earth and water because the the images of the, the cards allowed me to access this physical earth representation of what my intuitive body was alerting me to. And so it really gave me this beautiful interplay of earth and water on a daily basis that, um, illuminated the whole process for me very strongly.
1: Mm, I love that. Thank you.
3: For me, um, no lesson in particular, but any, any time we worked on like somatics, Um, which was something that I wasn't as familiar with. I I am a very watery person. So like bringing this idea of like bringing something to the body, like my feelings, my very watery (laughs) feelings, bringing them into the body and feeling it in a like concrete way. Those were really, um, really excellent for me. And I've I've kept, up with some of those practices as well and I also still do the tarot the daily tarot practice that Lauren was saying
6: (laughs) yeah same I think with those practices like that maybe even in the course of the container you think like okay I showed up for these three months like there I've proven my dedication in earth practice to do that but yeah I also am still doing um a tarot pole a day. And it's something that for me looking back on, it takes a lot of time to be like, Oh, I have done that for like almost a year now. Like that's pretty solid, you know? <laughs> and to have it, um, really permeate the rest of your life too. And just having it reflected back, like what I think about when we would have our meetups and just having like, a the signposts of meeting to sort of like, it's so hard to talk about elements and not talk about all of them because they're also <laughs> like interconnected and like Jacqueline was saying like they're we are all of the elements and yeah I think the whole tarot thing was I didn't expect to get, not that I was like, I'm not going to get anything out of it, (laughs) but but like I didn't have a huge interest in it. And it was just kind of like, yeah, that's fine. I'll do that. And I've been really happy about sticking with it. Thank you. Just feel free to delete any of my talking.
0: (laughs) I found that like the more I want to show up in the world in a kind of Capricornian way, the more I need, like the longer I need my terrible and journal writing and like the ritualized ways that I take care of myself and like mm-hmm. the more, I, the more body listening, it's almost just like a rooting thing of like, um, balancing the outward with the, with the inward roots, you know? And, um, whereas I used to think only about the output, you know, and the, and the, the results and that was so depleting because i wasn't giving myself any space for that there the private personal rituals yes um awesome is there anything else you would want to add about earth or speak to what are, what remains
3: could we name the the, the earth signs for oh, people that maybe don't know yes, go for <laughs> or like, it. or like earth uh, archetypes or something like Venus, you yeah. know, mm. Venus is like earth, earth queen. Um, yeah. So the signs um, <laughs> I'm going to forget them now. <laughs> Taurus. okay, Taurus, Taurus, the first one. <laughs> um, then we
1: have Virgo,
3: Virgo. and then we have
0: Capricorn. Hmm. And anyone want to speak to how they uh, work with them individually, or do you see Earth as like all one thing?
4: Um, I'll speak to that. <laughs> Um, so I do not view them as all one thing. Um, and I think that the more intimate your relationship with them, you'll see that they are all very different. Um, although they may all want the same thing and they all are an earth element, but they're very different to me. Um, so Taurus, I think of as a very. Of course, it's a personal science, so a very personal experience, but very sensual And our ability to create beauty in our life, Um, you know, getting dressed in the morning and putting on clothes that make you happy, or getting out of the bath and putting on a beautiful robe, Um, eating good food and nourishing your body. That's all very Taurus to me. And then Virgo um, is our ability to have discernment and serve ourself. Um, of course, Virgo is very much about being in service to others, um, but of course, I also view it as being in service to yourself and to your experience in the world, um, noticing what's working for you and what's not working for you and having the ability to cut out what's not working. And then Capricorn, I view as as showing up for the world, um, being a transpersonal sign that, It's us making the daily commitment to pull our tarot cards and go to sleep on time and sit at our computer and write promotional emails every day um, (laughs) or whenever you are promoting things. But just kind of that consistent, um, you know, trekking up the mountain of Capricorn. Um, So kind of that earth building something that's going to exist in the world. Mm. Yes. yes.
3: That
6: was <laughs> Virgo. <laughs> I think of Virgo as dry erase boards <laughs> because every person I know who's super Virgo has dry erase boards. <laughs>
4: Guilty. I love dry erase boards.
1: <laughs> yeah. They all it's help. more
4: Earth-friendly than the endless list that yes. I would be making otherwise. <laughs> <laughs> Good call.
0: Yes. As someone strong in Capricorn, like really inviting in, especially the, the Taurus is so helpful for me because my Capricorn can be disconnected from my body to like mm-hmm. get the stuff done, right? And be like, not hungry you know not tired um so like, letting helping them work together is where i think like so much of the earth healing has been for me hmm. um of so other... oh, sorry
3: just saying i relate so much to this capricorn uh yeah distance the coldness of capricorn <laughs> uh, yeah like i don't have to pee like
6: i'm just gonna work <laughs> also, the like I should probably eat something. Um, when I was looking over my journals before this to see what I wrote, other than lots of, I really loved. This is kind of a side note, but just going back and seeing what I wrote about all of my readings with people, and I was like, I really love Jacqueline. I really love Lauren. <laughs> like every single person. Um. <clears throat> But I wrote something that was like, the way I climb a mountain is by diving deeper. And I felt like that was such a thing with this water, earth, Mm. whatever, that you, yeah, you're just floating in it. But also it's sometimes
0: solidified earth. (laughs) I love the seagoat quality of that. Mm. Thank you. Beautiful. All right. Last chance to say something on earth. Okay. Are we, are we complete? Okay. So we move on to water. We move on to water. Um, let's speak to then working definition of water. I would love Jacqueline. You can, you can take it again. Or if somebody else wants to speak to each of the water signs, <laughs> distinguishing. I love that Mariola. Um, For anyone who's new to this language of the elements, like what are some ways they can feel into water in the world, water in themselves, water in people, like, oh, this is a watery scenario. This is a watery person, you know, and then ways that you um, connect with water in your life. So let's just dive in to the water.
4: Well, I can start with the signs. Um, so that way people can be thinking about it. So, um, the water signs are cancer, Scorpio and Pisces. And so when I think about cancer, um, cancer is a personal water sign. And so I think about, you know, tending to yourself, um, of course, through food, um, all the cancers in my life the food and taking care of their loved ones is a big love language. Um, But just kind of like your ability to connect to your emotions, um, being comfortable sitting with yourself, crying, like, (laughs) um, but even just connecting to other people. And it's kind of this feeling of um, like the intuitive sense that you get whenever you're around other people and the things that they want um which of course as we learned in magician's table it's you know you've got to have boundaries around that which is where your earth is good but um i think cancer has this beautiful way of just tending to people to themselves and people around them because they are able to pick up on these undercurrents that aren't so obvious um to people and then scorpio um Scorpio is I definitely think that Scorpio can get a bad rap um, because of meme astrology that it has this really like dark um, twisted idea of what Scorpio is but of course you know that's not all that Scorpio is Um, but Scorpio is of course comfortable looking at the darkness and going deeper and it's very deep waters Um, and I think something that's really important to know about Scorpio is the association with Mars. So it is, it doesn't feel maybe like a water sign right off the bat because it does have this fireness, um, fire-ness to it. Um, but Scorpio is, for me, it's like my ability to really sit with these emotions that I have and go deeper and want to uncover the truth and get really real about, um, you know, whatever is going on in a situation. And then Pisces, uh, being the last water sign, it's transpersonal. So Pisces is this part of ourself that um, you know just wants to believe in the magic that's available in the world, and connect to people, and have compassion, and you know maybe float off <laughs> into the ether a little bit, um, which is you know a very beautiful part of Pisces, and that I think it's really important to give our water selves a lot of space to just explore and like not have to have a to-do list and just um, kind of exist in the world and rest and just kind of be so
0: thank you
5: guilty as charged (laughs) on the Pisces thing (laughs) (laughs) like this is why I need
4: Earth.
3: (laughs) Mm -hmm. yeah speaking of floating away I guess like, water is also um, related to the unconscious, the mysterious, that which we cannot see. Like, I think this is true for all, all the, the water signs, you know? Um, water is also, like, it takes on infinite amount, like, infinite shapes. It's shapeless. So, uh, again, like, bringing it back to Earth, Water, like, benefits from Earth's uh, container to shape it and guide it and uh, um, help us, like, not just, like, float away forever and ever and, like, lose ourselves in our deep feelings. Um, Water transforms, and it's also... um, something that i think water shares with fire which we haven't really talked about it's not our turn to talk about fire but it purifies like it's there's there's something about water that's like it it cleanses you we we literally use it to to clean our homes to build our homes um yeah i was thinking about cancer being like a a home it's a home Mm -hmm.
1: Mm -hmm.
5: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. whenever i think of water it's just that intuitive nature that you know we have the capacity to tap into it's the, the natural rhythm the flow of life and uh it's emotional sustenance when we can allow ourselves to feel our feelings i think is very water and I see I see teardrops. <laughs> Are <laughs> we <stuff>. crying yet? <laughs> <laughs> but that's that's the water. I mean, that's allowing those emotions to flow in a way that's healthy and um sustainable.
3: I love that. Yes, water is intuition. For sure. Mhm.
0: How do you sense water in um if you're like that's a watery person, what would be like the um cues?
5: Frying.
3: Yeah, when you see them frying in a corner like
5: uh, emo <laughs> <pit>? <laughs> Okay my best friend who's a cancer moon it's she cries when she's happy she's cries when she's sad she cries when she's emotional and it's like i just love that it's i it's that capacity to tap into the cleansing nature which is exactly what mariola said like through our tears there's this cleansing capacity and actually i i heard last week about how different tears with different emotions actually have a different chemical makeup which is oh, fascinating God. That if you cry when you're happy versus crying, when you're sad, the actual chemical makeup of your tears is different versus when you have allergies and your eyes are just watering. Like that's another. So that just allowed me to understand a new element of water. And, um, of course, you know, the vibrational capacity of how if you play different instruments for water, the, the molecular structure changes. So water is so transformative and so beautiful.
4: Mm. Mm. so i'll add because i i'm like i'll just blame it on my scorpio moon but i'm not necessarily in the cry all the time water club um it maybe wasn't obvious from our time together because i feel like britain had a way of just every meeting was on the cancer moon and i was just always crying all the time (laughs) <laughs> um it'd be like how is it the cancer read already is that why I'm crying <laughs> but um I think um you know whenever you see someone you're like wow that's a watery person if they're not crying then they're probably wanting to know like really how are you like how are you really doing um they're like your friend who just kind of knows how to make you comfortable whenever you're around them. Um, They're probably your friend who you go to when you are upset and you just need someone, um, you know, who's just gonna be there for you. Um, I think it's just kind of like the people that we meet who put you at ease whenever you meet them. Um, Mm -hmm. And that they are, you can just tell that they're like tapped into something a little bit deeper whenever they're interacting with people.
1: Mm,
3: I love that. I was going to say that the mother, like, you know, water is connected to the mother. It doesn't have to be like your mother, but like this idea of like that, who, that person who nurtures you, who feeds you, um, yeah the mother archetype, and then of course, the moon belongs to the realm of water, and we all have a moon. some of us have earth, fire, air moons, but there's still something watery about the moon in itself, you know
0: I feel like it's probably okay, this is this is up for debate. Would you say that anyone who wants to gives to other people in terms of reading? Being a reader of some kind and holding space for that, would you say that water is kind of kind of a natural um, characteristic of that person or not necessarily
4: i I think so, just because I think being connected to our water allows us to have more intuition and like feel into a space, which I do think is important whenever you're giving readings to people that, um, you know, that you're really trusting in your ability to connect to um, whatever intuitive knowing that you have, and that by strengthening your water, that you're then strengthening your ability to give a good reading to someone else.
5: Mm -hmm. Yeah, I actually tend to think of water as more receptive. And giving in general. So, but I think that as readers, you always receive as much as you give. Uh, you know, if, if you're doing something you love specifically, then that capacity to receive comes through servicing others. So I think the two things are interrelated in that way, also.
1: Yeah.
3: So, Earth. Okay boundaries like if you're gonna go in with the water then you make sure that there's like a good uh boundary That's around true. it
4: yeah. yeah imagery that I really like for it is the earth is like the the riverbed and then water of course is like the water that moves and the earth can guide it um, but the water flows through the riverbed hmm.
1: Mm, yes yeah. I also think about when
3: I this is completely different but also earth water like I was thinking about um, like how water seeps into things like mysteriously like into a building or something like in that being um, potentially very damaging also
1: <laughs> yeah <laughs>
4: You know, that's something that I wrote down, um, when thinking about, you know, what we were going to talk about here was about how, um, cultivating intimacy with water, like a big part of it is trust and trusting yourself and the trusting that like, whenever you do go very deep in your emotions, which is definitely going to happen if you join the magician's table. <laughs> um, but that trusting that on the other side of that, that you can take care of yourself and like create a safe space in your body. Um, so that's kind of like the earth of like tending to yourself afterwards and taking care of yourself. Because if not, if you don't create a safe space in your body, it can be, you um, You know a very unsafe place to be after you know you go through um a lot of the lessons that we go through it's like asking a lot of us every week um which is kind of what you sign up for when you join the course but it's all about you know making sure that you don't get water damage to your house (laughs) 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 yes and like um
0: One of the things I had to learn and I continue to learn um, with holding space is like, particularly the Pisces in me um, feels into like this identification with the person's chart or with what the person's saying, so that I can try to feel into what's hidden, that like a question that I might be able to bring forward to illuminate something and you go so deep in. Right. But then like it ends and like, then you have to go to the grocery store and like <laughs> um, do your emails and like, go pick your kids up from school or whatever that is that we have to, for the rest of our lives. Right. And like, you don't, I don't want to be thinking about someone's chart while I'm cooking dinner, you know? And that was really, really hard for me when um, I was first, practicing. And, um, I know that w- we, we spend a lot of time on those types of topics um in, in our time together. It's like how to come back home, which is also water to me. It's like water earth, right? Like come back home to your own energy and know that you're in your own energy. And that other person is an energy. Is like <laughs> going back to them, you know? Um, yeah. What would be some co- like lessons or topics that came forward from your experience in the magician's table that helped you hold your water and trust your water?
4: Um, Well, for me, my favorite lesson was the personal cancer lesson that we did um, talking about connecting to our lineage and reassessing stories that we tell ourselves based off that. Um, and, you know, connecting to our parents and our family line and looking at that in our chart and things like that. So, um, that's been last year, this year, um, just very alive in my chart and in my life. And so, um, that lesson specifically was probably one of the most impactful ones for me um just kind of working through that and then um what's really great is that then, when we meet on Sunday, being able to share with everyone like what came up for you and just being witnessed um by everyone in the group uh is is a very moving experience.
6: Something that comes to mind. That isn't really a particular lesson, but it's just sort of a way <clears throat> that Britain invites us to think through things of, I used to think blank, but now I'm learning blank. Because it's such an invitation to like reassess what you think you know about yourself, because I, it's easy, especially when you're in these situations, examining some pretty – it can be pretty – difficult it's not like it's um you don't go into this expecting it to be um easy <laughs> I say that in uh I, I think like how I came to magician's table was very much I needed something different and I was like well unless something else comes up I guess it's this and nothing else came up so here I am thank goodness you all and what a dream um uh, <laughs> but I think it's it's knowing that you're not stagnant because maybe like at the very beginning of it, it was super activating for my nervous system to show up and be seen by everyone and have that sincerity of presence. And that's not anything that I ever experienced that I could receive and, and feel accepted by all of these people. And so for us to just have these this chance like every week and every time we check in with one another to be like, yeah, even at the beginning of magician's table, what I thought I was going to get out of it or who I thought I was or what tools I thought I had. You really just to continually return to that question about what you're learning and reassessing who you know yourself to be, because you're probably going to find out you're a lot stronger and braver and a lot of other things than you anticipated going into it.
1: Thank you, Mary.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. What do you think are the, um, well, I don't want to interrupt anyone who might've had something to, to, to share on my question before. Um,
3: i was thinking just very briefly about um again not a specific lesson but just like uh this idea of trusting mystery you know like essentially like the magician's table is like a mystery school it's kind of like an initiation <laughs> in a mystery school um not that I've been to a mystery school or, if you have it's a mystery to you I mean it's like it's the mystery school that I've been calling for and like dreaming about I guess it's like it's mm-hmm. a mystery school where you're safe to be witnessed um and to be yourself like imperfect so um going back to water yeah this surrender to the mystery like allowing the mystery to be what it is and sometimes you know we can't grasp it we can't grasp everything with our hands we we just have to trust that you know it is what it is and for me that's that's very watery
1: Mm -hmm. and it's
6: still evolving too because we might have thought at the end of it this is what I got out of it but it's still continuing to be a mystery. And I think what we come out of it is being like, yeah, I learned these things about myself, but what else am I going to learn in another year or two?
0: What do you think are the, um, like the qualities that, you in yourself that you needed to have or that you called upon in yourself to move through that experience um I, 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 folks are mentioning that it's not always comfortable <laughs> so like what does one need right like what what did you pull in, up from in yourself to move through those hard weeks
5: I think it's in the showing up. I think it's in the, it's, and it comes back to what Mariola said about trust. I <laughs> like that. Exactly. Trust. We're all on that same page. Um, I think that's so important is, you know, even if it was a hard week and maybe you didn't fully get through the lesson or maybe it brought up something emotional for you, we'd still show up in a group space together on Sunday and we'd hash it out or we'd move through it. And that builds, self-resilience. It builds self-trust. It builds our capacity to tap into what's inside that sometimes we know is there. And sometimes we don't even know it's there. And um, that's for me, so water, like the intuitive capacity, that was something that I knew before, but the showing up every week, you know, I used to feel like I had to over-prepare for sessions with clients and the magician's table was like, these are, you know, this, it gave you the opportunity to practice and practice showing up in a way that didn't feel overwhelming. And I just think that the self-reliance that comes through that is immeasurable.
3: Yeah. The something that helped being through it was just like witnessing people's shares, you know, like the, like people
5: brought it,
3: (laughs) like people bring it, you know, (laughs) And when people are bringing it, you're going to fucking bring it right back. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and so, like, even someone like Mallory, who was barely there, um, like, well, I think I was with Mallory maybe, like, three times, because, like, our, our times didn't match up, but, um I felt very close to Mallory from the beginning, just from her um, recorded shares. Like Mallory was bringing it every single week.
1: Yes. (laughs)
3: And like, she wasn't even physically present. So um, yeah, the showing up and then like the witnessing of what people are sharing and also like the awe of what you yourself is sharing like I was um, often struck by what was coming up for from me to to the group. <laughs> Surprised by it. Um, and yeah, it wasn't very comfortable, but I would say that often I maybe in every session, I when we closed the container, I felt really good. I Mm. felt held, I felt safe, I felt like I said what I had to say, and I was ready for the next week.
4: Yeah, Mm. I definitely agree with all that. I think that um, the beauty of the class is that, um, you know, with the intake form, and with how much promotional material that Britain provides, like, you are able to really know that it is a yes for you and so truly everyone in our space was a hundred percent there for transformation and so like yeah some of the lessons um, it took a lot of like bravery to approach them but that that was what we were there for so that's what we wanted and that we all you know it was such a raw space like in our sharings are um group shares and everything but just that like everyone was there for that so we all really like care take to each other um that it was like a safe space to share with each other and i think too with the lessons each week there are 3 plus lessons that you can work through so you can kind of tailor it to you know how comfortable you are how deep you want to go this week what are you what do you have the capacity for Um, but it's just such a safe space that it was comfortable to like do the hard work Um, even more so I think it was it felt even safer than doing it alone like on your own getting to share what you went through. Um, even though we wouldn't necessarily you know go back and forth and talk about what happened with this person, it was just each of us sharing, and then the next person would share, and we wouldn't really break it down or anything like that. It was just come here to be witnessed and that was what was really powerful is that um that we were all just vulnerable, so I think just um being prepared to show up with trust that everyone is supposed to be there, and like don't wait until the last couple of weeks to let yourself be vulnerable, like you'll miss out on so much um if you if you do that like I just think being really open right from the get go is like a really powerful invitation uh-huh. something that that's also. Make me think about
6: with the assignment type of. I don't even feel like they're really assignments. It's more like, (laughs) here are some things you might reflect on or not. Um, (laughs) But it's just that idea of relearning what it means to be a student, too, because this isn't a class that you like. Maybe you do get through every single thing Britain sends, maybe you do, but that's not the point at all. And the, the material is there for you forever. You don't have to, like, if you didn't get to it, you're not in trouble. <laughs> there's no, like, oh, well, you failed, so just don't even bother coming back. Like, there's um, there's safety in that, and it's not like, well, even though you didn't do that, it's like, yeah, that's just fine. Like, we're all just showing up where we're at this week or where we're at today. And another thing about how... I, I don't know what I ended up doing really to close out those meetings for myself, like after we would leave, but I really feel like if I were to give my past self some advice, it would be like how to caretake the rest of that day, or maybe just like, even if you can't give yourself the rest of the day, like what can you give yourself 10 minutes to just like go for a walk or do something on your own and just decompress because it's it's really, really beautiful, but it's intense, and so there's just like a a way to dissipate the energy would be really helpful, or at least it would i mean it was for me to figure out those ways that all of this work is interrelated for how we show up, but also once you once you're doing this, there's no way it doesn't permeate the rest of your life,
0: yeah. Would you have signed up if you knew the how how transformative it like what all like <laughs> <Ja>. <laughs> sometimes like our we can be like, well that sounds too big for me. Like I don't if you know. feel like you
6: can do it, you should just do it. Like we're all here. Britain didn't kill
4: us. You know, like
6: it's all good.
3: Probably. Yeah, I
4: think it's, it's going to be as transformative as you want and yes. as you allow it to be. And I wouldn't trade it for anything. Mm. I would absolutely, I'm jealous of the people that get <laughs> to sign up <laughs> and be, you know, brand new and start mm-hmm. and go through everything all together. Um, yeah, it was just such a beautiful experience.
0: I totally agree. I want to play Mallory's um, words on magician's table um, because she did offer something here. Um, Here we go. You will know
2: if this is a yes because you'll feel it in your body just like I did. I would say that this experience was not as easy as I might have expected it to be. Not that I thought it would be easy, but I didn't expect the layers of shedding and revelation that I was ushered into. There was a lot of shadow material and grief and fear, insecurities um, that surfaced over the course of our circle. Um, And I felt Totally held and nurtured and supported through that, but it was a lot. Um, it was very powerful. I expected that I would come into greater confidence around my abilities as a reader, and I did. I expected that by the end of the circle, I would feel a certainty that what I offer as a reader and an artist and a witch is valuable and magical, and I do. I expected that I'd take steps to further my professional practice, and I have done that. I set up an email newsletter, and as of today, I have eighty three subscribers and growing. What I didn't expect to receive, but that I received anyway, was a loving and nurturing and totally transformative community of what I know are lifelong friends and colleagues. I also didn't expect the lessons and explorations we went on together to impact me on such deep personal levels. It was not for the faint of heart, but it was life-changing. I just realized what really mattered to me. I realized what needed to change in order to come into my most authentic and beautiful self. And along with that, I just realized all the ways that I needed to change, all the ways that I needed to change my life. <laughs> it was so much more than uh, just about my professional work. And I've come into such a rooted sense of my own sovereignty and authenticity as a result of this workshop. I'm so grateful and I'm certain that the lessons that I received from this space will only continue to unfold. Um, uh, in this lifetime.
4: Thank you, Mallory.
1: (laughs) Hearts. Mm
0: -hmm. Yes, that was, um, that was a prompt that I, um, I, I, I asked like the distinguishing between, you know, speaking of investments, right? Like we make an investment and there's some sense of like, return you know like you get so the thing back that you were hoping for and then like there's that other part of you that's like hoping and and crossing your fingers and calling out to the universe for something even better and like beyond your expectations and um thank you Mallory for um distinguishing those so so clearly and beautifully um, anyone want to share on those too?
5: I just think the investment word is so important because it comes back to like where we place our attention, where we put our energy, like those things grow just naturally. It's like the, you know, universal law that if you're putting your attention on something, it's going to grow in a certain way. And if you're putting care into that attention, it it can be really beautiful. And, you know, in our time in the magician's table, like I just had new clients, like, pouring in because I was focusing so much attention on growing that. And, um, I wasn't expecting that. That was just like a, just my energy was so focused on like wanting to build those skills and people were showing up to provide me that opportunity. That's not going to be everybody's experience. Of course, that was just like, it was kind of a fluke, but, um, I think it's goes with anything in life, like anywhere where you're ready to grow. If you put that attention, that time, that energy, that passion, things will percolate from that. So I think that if you're looking to grow as part of yourself, this this is the platform.
3: Also, I wanted to touch on something that Mary brought up with this idea of like what it is to be a student. This was something that um, I guess I wasn't expecting um, was like the invitation to consider um, what being a student is and what a learning community can look like, like an actual, like nourishing learning community and like just divesting from like old models of what being a student is and the pressures of it. Um speaking again about like how sometimes it was difficult but you also were not like obligated to do anything like i never i never felt any pressure and i will say like i did not complete all the lessons or the readings like i'll just state that for you know the audience Mm -hmm. um and i still got a lot out of it and it also feels really nice that I know that I have like this library awaiting me whenever I want to dive back into it um yeah also uh yeah talking about like this the axis between teacher and student and like kind of reverting that a little bit and um reconsidering what that can look like like the decentering of the teacher like we were all to me everyone was a teacher and we were all students of course
6: well and that that relates to what we talked about at some points about how the reading that you're giving is also a reading for you like there's Mm -hmm. so much to learn from what you think oh I'm sharing this with this person but a lot of times that's also a reflection of where you're at in that moment
4: Yeah, I'll share that. Um, For me, so I had been, I have been in several of Britain's courses and other classes prior to joining the Magician's Table. So I, an expectation that I had was that we would have incredible content, um, which absolutely it was. Um, I think, you know, as Mariola said, I didn't finish probably anything close to all the lessons, um, but they are available and, you know, to go back to, and I will be going back and revisiting them. Um, But I think, I honestly think it even to be, if you were able to do all of them, like, I don't know if that you would be doing them like to, it wouldn't be doing justice to the lessons if you got through all of them. Like, I don't think it's possible um, it's not an expectation at all, and I think the beauty is that you get to decide like what path you want to go down um, when the lessons are presented to us each week. Um, but yeah, it was an easy yes for me because I had no doubt in my mind that the content that would be provided would be just absolutely incredible um all about astrology and tarot and just everything that um that we learned about what I did not expect um, was just the absolute integrity that um, each person had and that Britain like held for the space for us. Um, Cause I have my Jupiter close to my Chiron in my 11th house in cancer. And so, you know, I love being in group spaces and I have joined several um, you know, intensive course sort of works in the past and so it's not really a new thing for me to be with a group of people and, um, sharing personal experiences, but just, um, the integrity that it was just absolutely a hundred percent from start to finish and just how vulnerable we were able to be and just like how beautiful the space that we had together was absolutely not something that I expected, um, And so I've truly, I've never been in a group space, anything like what we experienced. And I honestly, I mean, I don't want to say it'll never happen again, but I think it's just something really special that was created here. Um, So that's, you know, that it seems like a no duh, like, oh yeah, from being in Britain's courses, like, of course it's a beautiful space, but it's just really um, incredible to like think back on, um, that we were able to go through that together.
0: Thanks everyone. Um, yeah, the, as a Hierophant lifeguard person, you know, with 20 years in academia, (laughs) academia, um, (laughs) like trying to get better, the teacher is like my path, you know, um, and coming into that model of decentering de- into making it such a circle for everyone to teach each other was the most powerful one of the most powerful experiences of my life and seeing just how much better it is when the more we all teach each other um so moving so thank you for being the first of the circle um and showing me how powerful that is as an unlearning. And I really think it's like where I'm meant to keep unfolding in my journey as Hierophant. So, um, yeah.
1: Anything else you want to add anything on the magician's table? Is um, there anything we didn't say? Well, one thing just in about the
6: group dynamic, and I said this to you, Britain on, I think that evaluation or whatever, that was totally on time months so. later. Um, whatever, you got it when you got it. <laughs> um, so I think what we're all saying here is you have permission to be a bad student, which Jonathan told me sometime in the last several months. And I'm really leaning into that. Um, but but I, I said something about how if for yourself, there's, the you know, the whole reparenting thing. If that's what it is for yourself to work through some things that you've been through in this life, I feel like Magician's Table is just like regrouping because this is so expansive for any idea of what it can mean to be a part of a group. You just can't, like I just couldn't have imagined how I would feel being in it, but it's how it continues to evolve and my relationship to our time together continues to evolve because most of us are still in con contact pretty often and are in learning spaces together outside of magician's table. But I think even if we didn't talk for years, there's just still this sense like we went through some shit together, you know?
0: <laughs> Absolutely. Thank you. Um okay. Any last words on water or earth? I feel like we we did a really deep dive there. Um okay, so my last question is what is what does emergence look like for you in the present moment? Um, what's emerging for you? How might people connect with you in that process? Um, and share any offerings that you may have going on right now in your emergence.
5: So I'll come back to what I had said about clients flowing in while I was in this process. It was very much the, where the attention goes, energy flows, because when the magician's table was over a couple months later, not even maybe a month or so later, we moved into a temporary home, which that was part of the process that was emerging through our time together um, was me recognizing that I needed a new space. I needed my own space. I'm very much connected to my home. And so um, I went through months of having very few clients and I was still doing other things that I'm doing, but I'm just now kind of rerouting. We just moved into the home that was um, purchased during the magician's table and finally have my own space. And it's so amazing because... For like six weeks, I didn't have any ast- astrology clients. And then the, the first day we moved in, I had two bookings that day. I was like, okay, like it's, it's <laughs> replanting the seeds. Um, but it's just so interesting with life. And we moved in on the Cancer full moon. I have to note that also. I was like, just the perfect timing. But um, I think it's important to recognize like the ebbs and flows of life and how things come as they're supposed to. And I think that sense of trust is, is part of what was built during magician's table, too. Um, but I am seeing astrology clients again and, um, yeah, it's, it's a continual emergence. I think it's like anything in life, you know, we're constant students, you know, even when you're a teacher, you're still a student, hopefully. I mean, isn't that the point of life to keep learning, keep growing, keep emerging. So I'm still emerging every day.
1: Congratulations. <laughs>
3: I also continue to emerge as an astrologer um i am seeing clients i made my own website like i'm learning graphic design (laughs) all these adjacent um tools and skills that you have to learn (laughs) when you want to be like a reader of some kind which you know we talk about this in the magician's table as well like practical tools and how to have like a witchy business um so yeah I have my website and I see clients almost yeah every week I've had a couple of clients very excited um what else I think that's kind of it um yeah that's all I'll say for now just astrologer artist witch I don't know. Maybe I'll write something at some point and publish it. Yes. Oh, I'm going to be the 13th reader. Oh. One of the 13th readers.
5: <laughs> Side note.
3: As part of my emergence, I will be back for season two of the Mission yes. Table. <laughs> Not good enough.
0: The Tuesday um, cohort. cohort.
3: I will be uh, one of the readers, along with our colleague, Megan, who was also in the first rendition of The Magician's Table. So I'm really excited about that. Thank you.
4: For me, um, Emergence, it, so part of The Magician's Table, of course, um I think Britain promos it and it is a large part of it is like you emerging out in the world um, as a magician and like how you want to kind of position yourself. And um, for me, I've been in a deep hermit space, as I mentioned, like the past six months. And I really think that my ability to comfortably sit in this space is a big part because of the magician's table and so um you know although it may not be as much as an outward emergence in the world um it's kind of that more the idea that we were talking about of like deepening your roots um and so that's kind of what I've been going through and um yeah just like self-exploration and emergence and Um, expanding my capacity for the things that I can sit with and so that's what I've really been working on Um, and so I do have Instagram the peach bungalow I have not been active on there because a big part of the Venus retrograde for me was kind of just navigating um, how to exist in social media in a way that feels authentic to me Um, Which is like a big question. (laughs) Um, So, Mm -hmm. mm -hmm. so that's where I am right now. Um, But yeah, maybe soon, maybe there might be something coming soon.
6: Yeah, I think similarly to Jacqueline, I definitely feel more hermit phase of life. (laughs) Um, But I think that it's, In relation to the magician's table, it's like being okay not being as outward as other people or being okay with your own unfolding and knowing that that's, like, you can trust that there's not a timeline on that either. Like, nobody's saying, well you don't have a nice website figured out. Well, I guess you failed the magician's table or at least that's what I'm telling myself that it's okay. (laughs) It's like, I feel like for me, I don't want to speak for Jacqueline, but I'll just say for me coming in, in my own hermit phase right now of like research and the classes that I'm taking, um, being on this podcast is a really big emergence because I don't think if you had told me a year ago that I would just be casually talking with all of these people here, that I would be cool with it. That would be like, oh God, I'm going to have an anxiety for days, you know? So when you think about how much the process of working through um, just embodiment and and being okay with continually finding yourself every day and how emergence is this cyclical thing, but it's also... Yeah, you just have to trust. I mean, Mariola and I talk a lot about our Taurus Scorpio thing we have and that it's like, yeah, maybe it's a time that stuff is composting. But to quote my friend Mariola, I compost here to cultivate trust, which also... I'm grabbing my post-it notes that I have behind my computer by the way I also have for my friend Britton: all possibilities exist for radical change the two things I keep (laughs) behind my my desk love it so yeah I think there's just a lot about for me just being okay with that this is what I want to do and what I want to be doing is to be a writer and be an artist and that that doesn't look the same for everyone and I'm I'm like a quiet, shy person behind all of the talking that I do. (laughs) So that's fine, you know? And um, anyway, I guess I won't say that I'm not taking clients. I recently had a returning client from one of my readings from a magician's table set (laughs) set up an appointment. (laughs) But um, yeah, I guess if anybody's interested in getting in touch with me, you can find me on Instagram and... I'm, I'm always down to chat in intuitive ways and, and now emerging in astrology as well. I will claim that since I'm here. Yes.
0: <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for your time and energy and shares. Thank you. It's so good to see your faces. Love y'all. Thank Love you. Too. Water, Earth. Love you. Love you. Love <laughs> you.
1: <laughs> okay, until next time. Thank you. Bye. Thank you. Thank you.
4: Yeah.
0: Thank you, thank you, thank you to Lauren, Jacqueline, Mary, Mallory, and Mariola for participating in this beautiful conversation about our beloved, beloved, beloved elemental companions, water and earth, water and earth, who teach us so much about living here in a human body. And about relating to our magic and giving and receiving from our ecosystems. Thank you, thank you, thank you. I hope everyone listening will connect with my guests for this moon to moon out in the world, on Instagram, wherever it makes sense if you feel an affinity there. If you were listening and you were like, how do I get inside the next magician's table? (laughs) Um, As I said in the intro, simply go to my website, put your name on the wait list, and on March 11th, I will send a link with the information that you need to um, get the application sent in. And I will just take in the order received, those applications that are in alignment with the intentions of this experience. As I said before, it's not about skill set. It's about your intention. It's about your willingness to show up the way the individuals in this conversation described. If you're interested in learning about funding, support, I am saving seats For justice pricing, which is for um, Black, Indigenous, people of color, for trans and non-binary friends, for those of you who are living in um, chronic pain, Um, I am very interested in helping make this affordable for you and less of a stress. So there will be a place in the application where you can indicate that you are applying because you... um, meet the, um, what do we call it? The, the qualities, the, um, you identify as someone appropriate for justice pricing. And then I'm also always, I'm, I'm always doing this quietly, but everything I offer, I'm willing to work with people, um, in some kind of exchange, um, to help with tuition, So if you are a maker of some kind, um, I am willing to talk about like a gift certificate with your shop or with your work so that I can receive from you and you can receive from me in ways that will deduct the tuition. If you want to work for me, like if you have a skill that I could use, like helping me with social media, helping me um, with some admin work, helping me in my many areas of need because I'm stretched too thin, that is also something that's negotiable. If you um, want to give me readings, I always want to receive readings. I'm a human being that needs support because I do a lot, you know, and I hold a lot of space, so I like to get readings, It's gonna, the the, the amount of tuition that will be deducted will be different case by case. So there will be a place in the application where you can indicate that you are seeking some kind of work study opportunity or some kind of tuition exchange or tuition break of some kind. If you don't feel like you qualify for either, but you are in a, a precarious situation making it impossible to pay the full tuition, Um, I will consider your case. You will have a place to put that in the application. But it's also really important to understand that investing in yourself is magic. This is an investment, meaning it is coming back to you, you know? It needs to be a stretch because this is a stretch. This whole experience is a massive stretch. Like, It needs to be kind of edgy to be able to just make this happen for yourself, both with your time, with your energy, and with your funds. If you're someone who has plenty of funds and you can have no problem paying full tuition and you would like to help me make this more affordable to the many, many people Who are going to have a hard time meeting full tuition? I would love, love, love to have your support in making more scholarship places available. This is a high, 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 high quality investment. You get everything back. Not only do you get so much back in the curriculum. You get so much back from your peers. You get so much from me. You get a coaching session with me. You get a workbook from me. You also just get readings every week. Like you are receiving readings on a weekly basis. This is supporting you. And then should you decide to grow professionally and make this a side gig or make this a full-time gig for yourself, everything that you're learning here is going to support you in that professional enhancement like this is an investment in your professional life if you want this to be professional for you not everyone coming in the group is looking for that so yeah just just reach out to me about funding and know that there's going to be a whole section in the application where you're going to have an opportunity to to share what you need there Um, and know that there is there is a degree of flexibility that um, I am offering around the pricing. And that said, this is a high quality investment. I could have a huge group, right? But it's only 12 people. It is very intimate, it's very high touch. You personally receive a lot. And that is part of why the Price reflects that, you know, the price reflects that in high, high quality, high touch experience. And so, if you're interested, get yourself to the waiting list, just put your name in, and then you can have the opportunity to apply on March 11th. You're up, you should be able to hear back from me very quickly. Um, so that you know that we are moving forward and then you'll have a couple of weeks to kind of get yourself mentally and emotionally prepared to begin what is going to be a life-changing experience it is going to be a life-changing experience for those who commit i'm so excited to go into that space with you and greet you there Thank you for listening. I hope you learned many wonderful things about water and earth to bring into your life immediately. And I look forward to sharing the air and fire episode with you um, very, very soon. Cheers.